Vocalist Anne Hampton Calloway was one of my first guests on Jazz Inspired 14 years ago when she was appearing on Broadway in Swing. Although we've known each other for years, we've never discussed a musician who is a mutual favorite, Sarah Vaughan. Anne loves and sings a wide variety of styles, but especially loves jazz and enjoys exploring her hero's inspirations and influences and often presents tribute concerts to them. I talked to Anne about her latest focus on Sarah Vaughan and her CD to Sarah, From Sassy to Divine. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. I met with Anne in Manhattan in October 2014 and started by asking her about the first time she heard Sarah Vaughan in person. I saw her at Ravinia uh, when I was a teenager, but it, was, it wasn't one of those um, shows that... For some reason, it it, my, the, it was eclipsed by my memory of the blue note. It's like that was Sarah Vaughan, and it was it was like the brightest, most intense colors of an emotional experience hearing any kind of musician that I've that I've had in my life. So, what year was that that you saw her at the blue note? Um, I you know I'm not good at remembering the years, but when I heard the story, it was the the year before she died. It's interesting to me as a fellow musician and what mm-hmm. I hear on record and then when I finally hear somebody because right. very often it's an enhancement, very often it's radically different. For you, what was maybe the biggest surprise about seeing her in person after listening to her on record for so long? Now you're seeing her in person. Was there a surprise? Or well, was it- yeah, you know, I always tell people I don't think you really know a singer till you see them live. There's so much about their energy, their eyes, their expression the visceral experience of sharing oxygen with somebody, that the way they relate to the audience, um, watching them listen to the musicians they're working with, uh, it, it informs so much of the experience. Um, that night, uh, I was fascinated she wasn't wearing shoes. She was wearing this beautiful aqua gown, and I thought, and I was sitting right in the front, and I thought, oh my goodness. I noticed it as she was listening to her pianist do a solo, and I thought, well, of course she's not wearing shoes. She's a goddess, you know. <laughs> it seemed like she was in heaven. We, we were just sort of, you know, having a witness in jazz heaven of this go- a true goddess. I mean, she tr- truly had a spiritual quality about her. And uh, I've said to several people, my memory of that night was that she wanted us to know everything she'd ever learned and everything she'd ever felt, and she just wanted to give us everything. And and I And I did not feel that kind of gravitas in her recordings. I didn't feel that urgency or uh, I I felt more playfulness or seductiveness or um, mischief or just sort of lighthearted imagination, but not the singing as if your life depended on it. And Mm. apparently maybe that night it did. What do you need to say when you just find out you're not going to be alive next year? Mm. You know, what, what do those lyrics mean now? with that new piece of news. I know uh, as somebody who was suddenly diagnosed with breast cancer two years ago, songs changed for me. When September 11th happened, songs changed for me. There are certain key moments, turning points in, in a person's life that suddenly everything means something different. And that night, it, there was a sense of, of gravity to the night that I was not expecting at all from Sarah Vaughan. The more I see you 
Sarah Vaughn on The More I See You. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. I'm talking with Anne Hampton Calloway about her tribute CD to Sarah, From Sassy to Divine. And one of the things that I thought about when I found out that you did this tribute CD, number one, that you're one of the few singers who wouldn't be intimidated to take on a similar kind of repertoire because of the great voice you have and the broad, deep voice you have. Well, I was very humble, though. I mean, please. It's it's a a daunting task to... It, to try to do that. The only way you can do it is is if you say in a, this is a loving way to honor somebody and I have to do it as me and, I, and it, it's, it's I don't want to invite comparison. I, I simply want to acknowledge that, that she taught me so much. And but I, But I'm lucky that I have a large range and I have certain qualities in my voice that lend themselves to the songs that she chose and enjoyed singing. Well, that's what I was thinking and I wanted to ask about that challenge because I think a lot of people stay away from tributes Uh and a lot of people should. (laughs) (laughs) 
But see, you know, I'm the daughter of a journalist and a singer, and I married my divorced parents' talents by doing these tributes. To me, part of my interest as an artist is as addressing something I'm observing in our culture is that that kids today have no understanding whatsoever of what came before them, and they're not that curious about it. And I find it's very exciting to create a, a show, a record that draws people into these amazing personalities and helps them get excited about people who define music, who redefine music. Well, I'm starting to call it my legacy series because I do feel that, that there is a need to protect the stories and, and teach and share and inspire through honoring the past. And I, and I think Singers who don't know who Ella Fitzgerald is, who don't know who Diana Washington is, who don't know who Billie Holiday is, who haven't experienced that music are missing out on such... It's like living in Europe and not knowing certain places that are part of the identity of who we are as a country or of who we are as a world. And and for me, Sarah Vaughan is, I think, under-celebrated, as, as even though she is a giant in jazz, you know, one of the three most celebrated singers in the jazz world, but in the rest of the world. And since I covered a, a broader spectrum of Broadway, cabaret, and jazz, uh, and even some other types of music every now and then, I have I have access to many people who are now interested and excited about Sarah Vaughan in a new way, and that makes me very happy. I can't give you anything but love baby that's the only thing I've plenty of baby dream a while scheme a while you're sure to find happiness and I guess all those things you always find for cheap I'd like to see you looking swell, baby. Diamond bracelets, Woolworths doesn't sell, baby. Till that lucky day, you know darn well, baby. I can't give you anything but love. Bye.
Ann Hampton Calloway from her Sarah Vaughan Tribute CD, From Sassy to Divine. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Ann feels Sarah is not celebrated as much as she should be, and I asked her why she thinks that is. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Do you have any thoughts? I mean, do you agree with me? I do. Absolutely. And I told you I was just interviewed about her mm-hmm. for someone for Elaine Hayes' book, Biography, that'll be out in a couple years. Uh-huh. And she's working on that. And she asked me the same question. And she had mm-hmm. her. I asked her what various writers were telling her. Mm-hmm. And the main thing that struck me were how much I disagreed with so many people of what they thought of Sarah. That really? certain people had told her she was just, just, quote, a pop singer. And <laughs> I said, I know, thank oh, you. Oh, the jazz police. Yeah, there's certain jazz police. And I, that, I because was, she sang pop at all. See, that's really... But they all sang pop. Yes, they did. Ella Fitzgerald sang plenty of pop. That, yeah. that completely stunned me. Yes. No, I, I've, I've witnessed that a lot, and I've, I've received the same treatment after you know recording numerous jazz albums with the, some of the greatest jazz artists and and I know that I'm not a pure jazz singer and Sarah Vaughan really didn't care about being labeled something or another she just wanted to sing great songs she felt like singing and I love the fact that when she was given a pop record contract she said well I will not accept I will not sign this contract unless I get to make a jazz album the same year <laughs> so she was a woman who stood her ground kind of like Barbara Streisand who yeah. I'd also pay tribute to and, you know, you have to have a lot of moxie, especially since jazz is such a man's world, still to this day, I think. Oh, I do, too. Um, and especially when you think when she came up. Right. And she was black. All these right. different things that I think, because you and I know as women what we've yes, gone through. Absolutely. That what we've had to fight to make things happen. Yeah. And then if I add the layer of being black, which I'll never know what that's like. Right. But I know it can't have made it easier. Stepped out of a dream You are too wonderful To be what you see Could there be eyes like yours Could there be lips like yours Could there be smiles like yours Honest and truly Stepped out of a cloud I want to take you away Away from the crowd And have you all to myself Alone and apart Out of a dream Safe in my Sarah Vaughn on You Stepped Out of a Dream. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Well, on that spirit of Sarah's spirit, you did I'm Gonna Live Till I Die. Oh, yes. I I thought it was such a perfect song to open the show with because I, I was just staggered to find out, and I didn't know this about her before I recorded the album, that she was such a party animal. I mean, this is a woman who, to the last days of her life, sounded incredible. But she smoked more than most people. She drank more, more than most people. She rarely slept. She partied like nobody's business and did drugs like nobody's business, and her voice never suffered for it. 
but she just had this zest for life, it seemed. Um, and she, she just lived in another world. It's sort of that ether, late night. After she sang, she came alive and she just wanted to be with a friend, you know, her friends or musician friends and hang out on the bus with the guys. Or It's very interesting to try to imagine what that was like, to, to live like that your entire life. I'm going to live till I die. I'm going to laugh still cry. I'm going to take the town and turn it upside down. I'm going to live, live, live till I die. They're going to see what a gal. I'm going to play for the sky. Ain't going to miss a thing. I'm going to have my play. I'm going to live, live, live till I die. The blues I lay low, I'll make them stay low. They'll never trail over my head. I'll be a devil till I'm an angel, but until then, hallelujah, gonna dance, I'm gonna fly, I'll take a chance, riding high, before my number's up, I'm gonna fill my cup, I'm gonna live, live, live till I die. you were singing these? Or oh, that- yes. Yeah, I'm extremely aware of her energy. And there are times when I feel like she actually sings through me. There are times I have, I did this show with no intention. I don't want to imitate Sarah. In fact, I don't even do my usual Sarah Vaughan imitation that I do in my other shows. I do Billie Holiday and Sarah Vaughan. I have fun, you know, because I when I met her, I wanted to imitate her in front of her, and she was definitely not in the mood that night. I mean, she's not it's like, <laughs> hello, yes, why, hi, goodbye, you know, uh, that leave me alone. Like Sarah. Yeah. Um, she could be kind of cranky, I understand. But um, but no, I feel there are times when, and I I feel as a, I am a vessel, and I feel like I allow energy to come through me, and sometimes I feel it's Sarah. Sometimes I'm sending her blessings in my singing, and I've... I always say in my shows, music is the bridge between heaven and earth. And so I, I thought a lot about her. And sometimes I thought, you know, you probably, am I saying anything that's not true? Correct me if I'm wrong. You know, um, I think she, if, if it's, if it's true that I'm getting a real connection with her, I think she's getting a kick out of, 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 of my tributes to her. Um, I mean, it's, 
it's interesting. Sarah Vaughan would never do a tribute to anybody. You know, Joni Mitchell would never do. So it's like, well, why are you? Why don't you just do your own songs? <laughs> on the other hand, that. on the other hand, um, I am a have a journalistic side to me. So I like painting portraits of people. I'm fascinated by them. When I was a kid, I would read biographies incessantly. I was so fascinated by what made a person become who they were and how did they develop and who influenced them and how did they unfold? How did they become their essential self? And why do some people go so far to uncover their talents and other people never quite feel the encouragement or the courage to really go past all the limitations that our mind gives to us? And um, I was also fascinated to know that Sarah Vaughan felt she wasn't nearly as famous as she wanted to be and that, you know, I, I, I feel like by telling more people about her, um, even though I'm not nearly as famous as she was, that I think that must please her on some level, I hope. Mean to me Why must you be mean to me Gee, honey, it seems to me You love to see me crying I don't know why I stay home Each time when you say your phone You don't and I'm all alone Singing the blues and crying You treat me Hampton Calloway on Mean to Me, from her CD, From Sassy to Divine. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. 
Our show is made possible in part with generous support from Steinway & Sons and from East Hampton Indoor Tennis. Eight indoor and 20 outdoor courts in a quiet, beautiful park-like setting. Visit ehit.ws for more information. And from Jazz Times Magazine, your source for all things jazz. For a schedule of upcoming programs, visit our website at jazzinspired.com. You can download podcasts of Jazz Inspired free on iTunes and email us at info at jazzinspired.com or visit us on Facebook and Twitter at Stride Queen. To find out more about my CDs and where I'm touring and to sign up for our email newsletter, visit judycarmichael.com. I'm talking to my guest, Anne Hampton Calloway, about her CD tribute to Sarah Vaughan. At a certain point, you have to stop thinking about the person you're singing about and tell the stories of each song. That's why I'm in those moments. Yeah. Uh, But I do, for instance, when I sing Chelsea Bridge, I think about my impression of knowing the painting, having been to the the, uh, Tate Gallery where the painting is and seeing the painting, uh, knowing the life of Billy Strayhorn, knowing a night I had walking along the Thames that looked like the painting. I think of so many things that inform my singing of, of, of that song without words. But I also think about how Sarah, as a, as a young girl for me, showed me the way that the voice is an orchestra, that there are so many colors and so many beautiful mysteries of sound that you can express your feelings and images and tell a story with just a breath, with just taking a longer time with something and using different vowels and different... The way Sarah was able to um, make love to a lyric was truly extraordinary. I mean, she was really a songs lover. Every word was a kiss. Every word was a touch. And, um, and, and that, to me, is, is part of why singing is exciting to do for me, because I've, I am a very sensual, passionate human being, and to me, music is love and passion and all of that experience that, that she helped me to, to discover. Till a fine young American from 
in my research about Sarah that she was crazy about my favorite opera singer, Leontine Price, and who I met and who, uh, to me, was the first singer I noticed who really seemed to be a vessel of God. I mean, she seemed truly divine. And Sarah Vaughan seemed truly divine. So when I found out that Sarah Vaughan and Leontine felt like they were mirror images of each other in some soul sister kind of way and that they had particularly Sarah wanted to do a show with her or sing with her, record with her, and it never happened. I thought, well, it's never too late for a dream to come true. So I thought, well, poor Butterfly, you know, how would it be if I sang Un Beldi as a vocalise from the opera Poor Butterfly and made that kind of fantasy of the two women singing together? And it just is an electrifying way. It's it's usually my encore in my concerts and uh, people... You know, on, on a record, I had to tone down the operatic part of my singing. It was a little jarring, but uh, so I would mix that a little carefully. But it's amazing, and oh, thank it's you! It's just so breathtaking. Really, thank you very much, really thank you. breathtaking. But I, but that's another place. At the very end, I made sure that the line ascends up at the at the end of the arrangement, and I always imagined that Sarah Vaughan even though I'm talking about, you know, the little young Japanese girl, I also think about Sarah Vaughan going to heaven because it's the very last moment in the show. And, and, uh, and, I, and I try to meet her up there. You know? It's a very interesting how death becomes a part of music for me. I sing for my father who's no longer with us. I, sing, I have my cloud of people I miss. Every time someone dies, I, I dedicate a song to them, and it's interesting which songs come and, and I feel their energy. It's very interesting. Sassy's Blues. Now, I really love that you chose this because yes, uh-huh. it was interesting for me when I got to hear Sarah because she did this broad range of things. Mm-hmm. But in a way, for me as a young jazz instrumentalist, when I was listening to her mm-hmm. and listening to her a lot in person, in some ways, the favorite part of the concert for me was when she would just scat a tune. And I'm not a big fan of scat. And not that I'm the arbiter of taste on scat. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I love your scatting and, and Sarah's, of course. But that was my favorite part. It, yeah. it was really interesting because she really let go. Yes. And yeah. I can tell you something interesting with the guys I knew, the, the musicians that played with her, and I knew a number of them. I knew people, you know, of that same generation. Right, yeah. They they very often talked about her like another instrumentalist, oh, not yes. like a singer. It yeah. was really, it was an interesting thing that they, it, it was just a different Well, she was to, such a musician. Yeah, and it's hard to to sort of describe it. You know what I'm talking right, about. I'm yeah. thinking of our audience trying no, to know she, what I mean, but it was yeah, a different but, thing. But she thought like a horn player. She thought like a horn player and a real bebopper. Yes. It was I, interesting. Well, she, I mean, you know, how many people have a beginning of a career like she did where she happens to have Billy Eckstein be there and within 16 measures of her audition at the Apollo Club, he was there to collect a check. And he gets one you know, earful of Sarah Vaughan and realizes this woman needs to work with Earl Hines. She gets together and in, the, in, in her teens is working with the fathers of Bebop, Charlie Parker <laughs> and Dizzy Gillespie. You know, and it's just absurd destiny. Uh, it is. And you know what, what she, how she referred to that? No. Because what, she showed me, first time I went to her house, she showed me a picture of her on stage with Earl Hines in the oh, band wow. with the two pianos. Because uh-huh. uh, she was into the fact that I was doing Stride because yes. this was such a, a surprise and everything. Uh-huh. So she was often introducing me to people as... 
she'd have me at a party and everybody would be black at the party except How for fabulous. me. So wow. nobody would pay attention to me. I would just be this this surfer girl in the corner <laughs> that everybody was ignoring. And then at some point she would put on her little girl voice, yeah. which I can't really do. Well, you could. And yes. she'd say, she did Judy. You want to play something? And you'd hear a collective groan because yeah, everybody oh, thought, really? oh, what's she going to do? You know, and then I'd play Honeysuckle Rose or something, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Sarah would giggle and she, because she, she was so, very girlish, wasn't oh, she? Oh, very girlish. And yeah. she thought this was hilarious. So, yeah. but she showed me this picture and her way of presenting what that gig was is she said, I've got something to show you and shows me um, Earl Hines. And she goes, I was second uh, second pianist and I sang a little. And that's really how she looked at it. That right. It wasn't no. a singing gig. It, it was wasn't. a piano playing gig. No, because that's what Earl Hines needed. And, you know, that was a job. <laughs> that alone. I know. So isn't that incredible. amazing? Yeah. That well, was her gig. <clears throat> Just, and, and she sang a little. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sassy's Blues. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Another one of yours that really knocked me out is whatever Lola wants, Lola gets. <laughs> and not many people do that tune. I don't think. No. I don't hear a lot of people do it. No, and they you don't. Are, no. You are ridiculously sexy in this rendition. It's so swinging. I, I just love it. And it's not, I don't think I ever heard Sarah do it in person. At least. Oh, I really? That's interesting. Yeah. No, I never. Well, I, no, I don't have a recollection that she uh, performed that song live. 
I, I think it was a huge hit for her. And I was interested in that. I love that some of the most uh, effective songs that she did were from the Broadway world. That was from Damn Yankees. I knew the composer, Richard Adler. It was very important to me in my life. He introduced me to my spiritual teacher, Guru Mai. Um, but anyway, I, I loved... I thought, you know, do I tap into, as you're painting a portrait of somebody, you only have a certain amount of songs, do I tap into that, you know, one popish song that is a little, you know, playful like that? And I just thought, well, this is going to be fun. And I think because she was a strong woman, I liked the message of it. I mean, there's something fun about saying, I'm in charge. And, you know, <laughs> I, I love doing that song live. The live recording aspect of this was fun because one of my favorite singers who's not been uh has won two tony awards in the television and film uh christine ebersaw was there that night and her husband who's a very brilliant painter uh was the man i chose to flirt with <laughs> and, and uh, you know i don't know if you can, you don't no you hear people you wish happen. you were there you because it was, it's, it was quite funny you it know you funny. know something's happening when yes. you listen to the record yeah so, no i'm not. giving him a back massage i'm doing all these things i'm I think I took off his glasses. I mean, oh, no I, wonder it sounded so sexy. It yeah. was sexy. It was. No, I, and I, I love getting to flirt with men in every show. I have so much fun um, doing that. I had a great time in South Africa when I was uh, at the jazz festival flirting with somebody in the audience. It's, it's just fun. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets that little man. Little Lola wants you Make up your mind to have No regrets Recline yourself Resign yourself You through I always get What I'm for What I came for Whatever Lola wants Lola gets Take off your coat Don't you know you can't win You're no exception to the rule I'm irresistible, you fool I think it's very important to have fun in a show and, and have show the playful side of somebody. It's not a portrait unless you show as many facets of somebody. You don't want to show half the diamond. You want to get the whole thing. That's why I called it From Sassy to Define, her two nicknames, because I wanted to paint a picture of her, the range of who she was. And I think that really... Those two nicknames really sum her up so well. I don't think a lot of people knew the sassy side as much as they knew the divine side, at least later. And that's probably a big statement that people are going to get mad at me for. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm thinking... But you, you spent a lot of time around her. I spent her, a lot so of time yeah, with her, so I saw an informed it. thought, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. but she was, by the time I knew her, it's the period that you're talking about, mm -hmm. and she... She, she wasn't was revered. A, and know. she wasn't a person that you would feel free to walk up to and give a hug. It wasn't that no, kind yeah, of thing. No. And, I mean, I met her probably 
three or four times before she even used, even made eye contact and used my name. And well, that part, was of, part of it was that she was shy. Well, I was shy, but she was also tough. Like she yeah. thought, why do I have to know this person? Yeah. And, right. and fair enough. And mm-hmm. she met lots of people. In my case, mm-hmm. she finally heard a recording. Right. And, and related, that's that skinny blonde girl who keeps hanging yes, out. You know, yeah. It was that. So that sort of shifted. But I think that most people who didn't necessarily know her and just observed her mm-hmm. knew she was a great talent, but they wouldn't know this sassy side that you're talking about, that funny side and all that, which I think is great that you're talking about. That right, right. Because it's, it informed her music, obviously, and her life. I mean, that had an incredible sense of humor. Yes. Very, very yeah. funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you were having to tell somebody about Ella Fitzgerald and Sarah Vaughan and they'd never heard either, You've done tributes to both, and right, you know yeah. both of their work very, very well. Mm-hmm. What would you say about these two? How would you discriminate between the two? How, what would you say? Because those are the two that are always brought up, and I have people ask me that. That's a very tough question, yes. Well, I think what I would say is the two of the most brilliant women in jazz, uh, two trailblazers, um, the difference, I think, for me is that Sarah Vaughan had a much more sensual, womanly sound to her voice. I mean, she had a a lusciousness about her sound and her personality. Um, I'm fascinated. One thing they have in common is that they sang as women and they spoke as as girls. They, I mean, mm. they really the, both of them. I was talking about this today to somebody. You know, when you hear a live album, and they both kind of talk up here, like this next song. Oh, thank you, everyone. And well, I hope you enjoy the song. I mean, there's just this this little high pitched sound that both of these women had, which I have my theories about. Uh, two women who had rough childhoods. Who had I think Sarah Vaughan's was not quite as rough as Ella's. I mean, Ella had a pretty. Ella was very both very private women. I mean, they didn't really share a lot about their personal life to other people both very strong about their relationships with musicians, um, both learned a lot from musicians. But I think Ella was a sweetheart. She was a humble, I mean, her, her writer was a cup of tea. She was, I think Sarah Vaughan was more of a diva. You know, she was more tough, um, more wary, more... Um, and there isn't nearly as much video material on, on her as there is on Ella. I, I've done multimedia shows on both. And Ella, um, for some reason, is so much more represented on film than, than on Sarah. So I don't know if that means... Sarah Vaughan didn't look people in the eye when she sang with them. Mm-hmm. I found that very interesting. So I think they both have a certain shyness, but, but Ella was less guarded in a way. And know? I think there's also a, again something that's risky to talk about as a white person, uh-huh. I think that there's things that you and I know that we've done as women in dealing with people. Mm-hmm. People, I mean, I know it's had to happen to you. I've had times where in a, after a showcase or something, somebody's walked up the person in charge and said, well, aren't you decorative? <laughs> and now how exactly am I supposed to respond to that. Do mm-hmm. I sort of get around it? Am I funny? Am I there's ways we negotiate things. Yeah, yeah. And I watch Sarah negotiate things with her little girl voice. Mm-hmm. And to not because she was shy in that particular setting, but because it worked. 
Yeah. I watched Well, her. you get more... Yeah, and it was sort of a thing of, mm. could she really be aggressive here? Mm-hmm. Or could she... Or be assertive, I should say. Mm-hmm. And she'd do the little girl voice, because she didn't do it with me unless it was ironic. Mm-hmm. And then it was, we both know why I'm doing this little girl voice. Right, so that's was, interesting. Yeah, yeah it mm-hmm. was. And so I, I think about these things because I know for me, as a young woman, I observed it all. Mm-hmm. I was very quiet, very seldom spoke and less spoken to when I was in these settings because I was taking it all in. Uh-huh. That's interesting. How is, how is this older woman? I admire negotiating these things. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, I can't believe that happened. They just said that to her. Because mm-hmm. pretty much everybody ignored me because... I wasn't an, an, quote, important person. Right, yeah, and that's you know, true. Yeah. Even, I, so I got yeah. to be the fly on the wall. Right. And so I think some of these things we can interpret one way or another, but unless we really, like, know what they went through, like you say, they both had a difficult time. And, right, and, and you know, when I reflect on that, when I moved to New York, I had wanted to become a jazz singer. I knew I wasn't a pure jazz singer the way... Sarah Vaughan, or well, I mean, Sarah Vaughan actually was pretty diverse, and Ella ended up being diverse too. But there was this sense that unless you were immediately famous, that you know, who are you? You know, why should we care about you? Now, I, as a human being, am completely the opposite. I'm always interested in everyone I meet, and I try to treat and see everyone as equals. And I think that our culture, you know, we live in a supposed democracy, but there is so much. Uh, mistreatment of so many people and and it's and when artists do this to each other that particularly offends me i'm happy to hear that sarah was kind of mentoring to you or took you under her wing a little bit because i think sometimes artists themselves are mistreated and then they don't treat other people as lovingly as perhaps a newcomer might want to be treated i love you saying that because i I, we should be putting that out here because i found that she would say things to me uh, that she was generous with me, where I have to say most people were not. Mm-hmm. None of my contemporaries were generous. That's amazing. And wow. most, when I came to New York... Um, Let's see, if really, you are a singer, they'd probably be more generous to you, but because you were a pianist. Yeah. And that's still that kind of male domain. Yeah, it was a really interesting... Well, just like Barbara Carroll talked about yeah. having to have her name Bobby Carroll as her, as her stage name for... A, the beginning part of her career, because they would never hire her if they thought she was a woman. In a well, way, it's kind yeah. of cool that Sarah Vaughan was hired uh, by Earl Hines as a second pianist. But it was a different a time. Yeah. It was a different time. I mean, I think in certain ways, you know, there was Hazel Scott. Mm-hmm. There was, um, you know, there were a few, there were a handful of women because it was the music of the time. It was the pop music of the time. And right. jazz was the popular music. So I yes. think there could be... But not when I came on the scene. Mm-hmm. And I know that there was a uh, a real... Everybody... Most people thought I was black uh-huh. when, they, when I sent around my first recording and was looking for a label. Mm-hmm. And they would say yes, and then I would fly back to New York to meet them. I had the same and thing happen to me too. And they would not... Yeah not want me then because would, they didn't know what to do with a right. white woman who was doing it. Isn't that interesting? So I you mean, had that same experience? Well, yeah, oh, absolutely. I was hired to sing at Les Bouchons in Paris for a month, and I was so excited in my favorite city. I can't wait to go. And they found, and the name Calloway yeah. suggests that perhaps I Carmichael, had a different, same thing. Yeah, so uh, when they found out I was white, they made this excuse that there was, the sound system was broken, and it was completely not true, and... Uh, there I was in Paris for a month with no money and nothing to do except enjoy Paris. But uh, many oh, times, oh, that's interesting. Many times I've found that to be, and that's why 
I'm fascinated. My, my dad was a very, very devoted uh, journalist about the civil rights movement. And so a lot of my early years, because most of my favorite singers and songwriters were black, I felt ashamed to be white. I felt ashamed of what the people of my skin color had done. And mm. I, I felt, I don't know, I, I still to this day have to grapple with it because, you know, it's not my fault that those people did that. But still, there's a sort of collective responsibility to be aware of it and sensitive to it. And, um, you know, anytime that I can be a more sensitive person about just not seeing skin color in any situation mm. and really inviting mm-hmm. more inclusiveness of everybody. I mean, a lot of times there's still gardens between all the different races. And, and I think, thank goodness for music, because music broke down so many barriers uh, in so many ways. I mean, you know, the old days in the Savoy, when blacks and whites danced together to great swing songs, that was the beginning of hope. And and um, Sarah and Ella were both very courageous to go to some of the clubs that they did and, and sing against you know the wishes of some of the nasty white club owners. A fair farewell, land of cotton, cotton vile is out of style. A honey child, a joy for joy. Don't you grieve, little Eve? All the Thrill, a jump for joy. Have you seen pastures groovy? Green pastures was just a technical movie. When you stomp up to heaven and you meet, yeah, old Saint Pete, tell that boy. Jump for joy. Have you seen pastures a groovy? Green pastures was just a technical movie. When you stump up to heaven and you meet your old Saint Pete, a tale of that the boy. so glad you could take time to do this because you're traveling all the time too yes so the fact that we can both get together absolutely and i think i may be so bold as to say sarah would love this project oh wow i mean mean, well having known her so well that means a lot coming from you judy thank you so much 
You've been listening to Anne Hampton Calloway. I hope you'll join me here next time when I talk with another creative person about how jazz has inspired their life and work. I'm Judy Carmichael, the host and producer of Jazz Inspired. My production engineer is Curtis Heidolf. You can download podcasts of Jazz Inspired from iTunes or at TalkShoe.com. Our opening music was our mail special, and the mid-break music is a smooth one from my CD, High on Fats and Other Stuff. The closing music is Old Fashioned Love from my CD trio. I'm on piano with my Cashamon sax and Chris Florian guitar. For a schedule of upcoming programs, to sign up for our email newsletter, or to find out how you can personally support Jazz Inspired, visit our website at jazzinspired.com. You can email us at info at jazzinspired.com. Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired is made possible with generous support from our listeners, Steinway and & Sons, and Sag Harbor Florist. Visit sagharborflorist.net. Additional support is provided by the American Hotel in Sag Harbor, New York. Learn more at theamericanhotel.com. Special thanks to our webmaster, Megan Lewis, and to Jamie Roach for additional production assistance. Jazz Inspired goes on the road in 2015 with our first annual Jazz Inspired from Kiowa Island, South Carolina, March 2nd through the 5th. I'll do onstage interviews and perform with saxophonist Eric Schneider, pianist Dick Hyman, and my trio. More information is at jazzinspired.com.